Caroline had known that Darcy was typically found in the library most afternoons. There would be no one to interrupt them. When she entered the room, she could see the side of his head towering over the back of the chair that faced the fireplace on the right. His cup and saucer were on the table, and she easily imagined him absorbed with a book in his hand. The side of his face was partially turned to her, and she was captivated by the welcoming smile on his profile. He must have heard my approach. It was heartwarming to comprehend that he recognized the light, elegant tapping of her steps as she floated across the marble floors from the drawing-room to the library. He is all anticipation. Mr. Darcy, she purred, dropping her voice and rolling the R of his surname. Distracted by the beautiful woman in front of him, Darcy failed to hear Caroline's approach. At her greeting, he jumped to his feet and turned to face her. Not wanting Caroline to know that Elizabeth was seated across from him, he stepped between the two wing-back chairs and bowed. He had noticed Elizabeth's head pivot towards the sound— but she had not moved from her position other than to pull the cup and saucer she was holding closer to her. The large chair hid her tiny form. "'Miss Bingley, how may I be of service?' Darcy focused his gaze just over Caroline's left shoulder to the doorway. He refused to allow his eyes to linger anywhere on her person. "'Oh, come now, Mr. Darcy,' Caroline lightened her voice as she walked closer— She was thrilled to see Darcy taking steps to meet her in the middle of the room. Her plan of being alone with him was working out better than she had imagined. We have been friends far too long to stand on ceremony. You may call me Caroline, or if you're feeling affectionate, Caro. In her dreams, as he drew close for their first kiss, he softly whispered, Caro. She almost shivered in expectation. "'Miss Bingley, I ask again, how may I be of service?' Darcy was frustrated that his time alone with Elizabeth had been interrupted. He felt like he had made some progress, both in determining his feelings and in determining hers. "'Mr. Darcy, I have long known that we are perfect for each other.' She took another step towards Darcy. One more step and they would almost touch, her chest to his.' She felt warmth creeping up her torso and an itch in the palm of her hands. One more step and she could cup his cheeks and run her hands to the back of his head to capture the locks that rested on the back of his neck, curled in invitation. Her breathing became shallow. Our being united in marriage would give you what you always wanted. Me as your wife and Charles as your brother. We are destined for each other. Enraptured by her own words and imagination, she made a bold leap forward, catching him around the neck with both arms. Caroline did not expect what happened next. "'Miss Bingley!' Darcy grabbed her arms, and, in a move reminiscent of his childhood struggles with his cousin Richard Fitzwilliam, twisted her until Caroline's arm was behind her back and she was facing the library entrance." Before the adrenaline could settle, he marched her to the library doorway, pushed her through, and closed the door firmly behind her. Darcy bowed his head, with his forehead resting on the hard oak surface of the door, 
as he identified Caroline's shrieks and stomping feet moving up the main staircase to the family quarters. It took long moments before his breathing returned to normal. Completely unnoticed was the grin on the usual passive face of the footman. Darcy shook his head in confusion, feeling the wood grind into his forehead. He wanted to bash it into the hardwood over and over. How had Caroline Bingley ever come to think that I would return her affection? It was not until he stepped back from the door and inhaled and exhaled with force that he heard the light sound of Elizabeth's laughter. What am I going to do now?